let's take a look at it from key stakeholders' per perspective. So the chief audit executive, let's imagine he's got a staff of 10 people, okay, and he doesn't do a QAR. Um, he or she thinks that, well, gee, I have these 10 people. The audit committee um, that's part of the board has given me these directives, right? They want me to do um, uh, these three main things. Let's just say uh, objective A, B, and C. Um, one of them of A, B, and C is, is to get the company Sarbanes-Oxley compliant, okay? And then the other B and C could be other projects, whatever the board decides uh, is really important. Okay, what they fail to realize is that from an internal perspective, like the staff that reports to them, so you have, you know, senior managers, that's a title that reports to directly to the chief audit executive, sometimes it's called director. Then you have these managers and supervisors, and then below that you have staff. Well, the staff um, routinely gets turned and burned, right? They, they work a ton of hours, and then they move on to other areas. W what are those other areas? Well, they can be spun off into an accounting department, or they can be spun off in the operations of the company, or they can be spun off into the marketing aspect of the company. And so the human resource department sees internal audit as a turn and burn department, right? Let's get people who are entry level burn them through the system, but hey, guess what? They get to learn so much about the business because they're auditing all kinds of aspects of our business. So then when they finish their two years or whatever the, the route may be, but typically the turn and burn is two years, people just get burned out after the second year. Um, they're going to move into another aspect of the company. So we, we retain them, okay, into the company so we don't really lose them but they transition to a different department of their liking because they know the business and they get to see different aspects of it etc well the chief audit executives kind of stuck hiring headhunters to say well I, I it's just the nature of the beast you know it's just the nature of you know senior auditors always moving around and, and after a couple of years they need to spread their wings and and it's a high turnover situation but here's here's one thing that they fail to realize is um the chief audit executive should hire talented people, and there are some people that are meant to be really good internal auditors. So if you already have the mindset of turn and burn and they'll just get sucked into another department, well, you're going to get what you what you put out there, right? If you set up the department where it's, you know, the training's very um, minuscule or it's not very strategic, the training, um, of course people are going to leave. They're going to move to a different department where the, the head honcho right, let's say it's the marketing department or someone in the accounting department, there's some real leadership there. And they're saying, you know what, I'm going to grow because I'm actually going to learn a bunch of things and I'm going to grow exponentially under this leadership. And some of these chief audit executives take this, this position with the attitude of, well, it's just the nature of the beast. Well, yeah, if you keep saying that and telling your people that eventually you're going to get, you know, spun out into a different department within the organization, um, they should have a different attitude, which is, hey, I want to have the best and brightest in my team too. How do I make them happy? So one of the ways is um, through a QAR process is looking at how the staff sees the leadership. So part of the QAR process is you do interview the staff. You find out what's in their head working in this department um, to find out, well, what, what do you think your role is? Where do you think the de entire department is? Uh, headed? Where do you think it matches up to 
the overall business strategy in the sales cycle, let's say, or the sales or marketing strategy or branding strategy, it gets the staff thinking like, gosh, yeah, we really are not really encompassing everything that we could possibly do. And I think the chief audit executive will get that aha moment whereas, gosh, you know, my staff are really hungry to be doing these other things too, not to mention we are not benchmarking ourselves to best of breed yet, and we should be going after better performance-related audits versus just Sarbanes-Oxley compliance. Not only is he or she going to keep really good people, but he's going to his output is going to be far more strategic and far more uh, valuable to the board because he now sees himself not as just a turn and burn, like, gee, I'm, I'm, my department's really set up to be compliance, and then my lower-level people, my staff, I just expect them to stay there two years. Well, again, going back with the attitude and, and the culture, if you breed a culture where, look, I'm going to create the best shop, and if anybody leaves my shop, my department, to move into the operations or the sales department, marketing department of a company, I want the feedback from that sales or marketing department that took away my person to say, man, you know, Susie Smith that left your internal audit department, she is such a go-getter. The training you provided her, the strategic thought process that she comes and brings to the table. I mean, that's the type of value they should be getting back from other departments when they do lose a person to another department. And, you know, that that's some of the other aspects of seeing a QAR is, well, what do my people think of me? What do, what do they think of the entire company? Where do they think they're going? And then they can kind of augment their hiring strategy, their training strategy, their performance of value strategy so that, you know, people who are really good in internal audit, they want to grow. But if they see that, hey, the chief audit exec- executive is going to stay there forever because it's a very nice, plush and cushy and high-paying job, you know, part of the thought process is, hey, look, if you do well in this department, you move up the ranks. But, you know, once we get to a manager, you know, I can promise you if you're a thought leader in this space of internal audit, I will help you if you, if you know, considering I'm not leaving, but if I will help you find another position at a different company so you can move up the ladder to be your own chief audit executive. So it helps the profession as a whole when you find that true talent that's meant to be doing internal audit versus, you know, but, but what you have to do is you've got to give them that hook for them to stay long. Right, if they really are true top performers, I, I mean, I wouldn't stay if I my my leader was just like, well, I'm going to stay here forever, and you know, your performance evaluation is just cranking through just a bunch of compliance stuff, and don't ask me any favors to move you up or figure out a strategy for your long term goals because you know I'm the head honcho and I'm just going to stick here forever, and you know, good luck with your own career. Um, I think that's a big gap from in, in terms of what the staff thinks of the uh, chief audit executive and what the chief audit executive thinks about what, what their staff thinks of them. 